early today, huh? Uh-huh. What's sure. up? What's up, honey? <laughs> I'm I'm here. You're here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to wake you up early enough for this. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Are you ready for more Bible today? I am so ready. We're going to finish up Hosea today. We're finishing up Hosea Uh and we're continuing on in the story. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad this Hosea thing didn't last too, too long. No. All right. So as uh, we all remember, last time we learned of the charges against the Israelites, Uh, then God threatened the Israelites like an abusive significant other would. Uh, that's not going to change this time. Just letting y'all know. Well, spoiler alert. Um, Hosea says the uh, the Israelites are going to get caught, and then the king is going to get fucked. <laughs> Uh, then God goes on to stroke his, uh, ginormous whale dick that he's got on himself, uh, about how much he loves Israel. And, uh, at this point in time, God is kind of suffering from some dementia, and you'll be able to tell why. Uh, because God hearts changes at one point into more of one of those balloon dog things that's full of laughter and smiles. But that's right before it morphs again into sort of a devilish figure because God is going to tell you how he's going to fuck you up in a giant rant. And, um, Israel, Israel just needs to turn, turn back towards him or else he's going to fuck you up. But God loves you. Remember? God loves Israel. Uh, he he brought them out of Egypt. So if you don't worship me now, you're going to get fucked up. He's like Pennywise. Yeah. <laughs> so if Israel returns to God, then God won't fuck them up, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. Also, if you don't return to God, God's going to directly kill your babies. Just uh, putting that out there. Um, God, you know, if you don't return, he will definitely kill your babies. Now. Meanwhile, in Judah, uh, American Hazar was killed. <laughs> he did. But luckily, his son, Unzip, takes uh, over the throne and uh, rules for a pretty long time. I think it's like 50 some odd years, 52 years. Yep. Um, Unzip did write in the, in the sight of God, and he was given a lot of success, but he fucked up. Because he didn't take down the worship places of the other religions and everything like that. So, you know what? Fuck him. Uh, unzip, though, during his 52-year reign, which apparently is unimpeded by God, as far as we know right now, uh, even though he fucks up and he doesn't take down all the other worship places, apparently he was able to gain a lot of military power. And I'm guessing that's going to play into things in the future to come in the Bible. The end. Uh, today. Not the Bible. (laughs) It's definitely not the end of the Bible. (laughs) What's up, heathens? How How y'all doing? So today we got more Bible, and apparently I was a little off from what the Bible actually says. Yeah, it wasn't actually too bad this time. The biggest takeaway, though, is that God will kill your babies. He will directly threaten to kill, and he will definitely kill your babies. I mean, he said that last week, on last week's episode, too, earlier in Hosea. So this is not the first time he's threatened, like, through Hosea to kill all the babies. Nobody tell Paula White. (laughs) 
Paula White, but yeah. she as long as they're satanic babies. Well, yeah, obviously. I yeah. mean, if you're not going to follow the one true God of Judaism, then right? you deserve to die. Okay, so today we are going over Hosea 10 through 14, um, and that's going to end out Hosea, right, the book. And then we're going to continue on with some story that is from uh, 2 Kings chapter 14 and 15, maybe. Is that right? No, just 14. Oh, yeah, there's a little bit of 15, but not too much. And then um, 2 Chronicles 25, 26, I think. So... Anyway, that's where we're going today. All right, so let's start. Can't wait. Yes. And we're, you know, we're pretty, we're doing pretty good in, just so y'all know, in the Bible. We're on, this is a daily Bible. It's called The Daily Bible, and it's in chronological order, the story, right? Mm -hmm. um, 365 daily readings. We are on June 19th. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we've made it. That's about a half about year. Half, about halfway. And we've yeah. been doing this for what? Three years. <laughs> 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 so anyway, you ready? All right. Israel was spreading vine. He brought forth fruit for himself. As his fruit increased, he built more altars. As his land prospered, he adorned his sacred stones. The heart is deceitful, and now they must bear their guilt. The Lord will demolish their altars and destroy their sacred stones. I just imagine a guy wearing a necklace of stones being like, these are God's secret stones. These are his sacred, not secret, sacred stones. Like Joseph Smith. Yeah. and uh, But really, those are just God's anal beads. <laughs> that's, that's not in the story. Okay. It should be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, then they will say, we have no king because we did not revere the Lord. But even if we had a king, what could he do for us? They make many promises, take false oaths and make a agreements. Therefore, lawsuits spring up like poisonous weeds in a plowed field. Wait, lawsuits? Lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this seems like a weird thing to put in right there. Lawsuits will spring up everywhere. <laughs> Defamation, slander, all of those kind of lawsuits. Like weeds in a plowed field. <laughs> Okay. Okay. The people who live in Samaria fear for the calf idol of Bethaven. Its people will mourn over it, and so will its idolatrous priests. Oh, yeah. So those are the vegan calf idols. What? No. Bethaven means house of wickedness. It's a name for Bethel, um, which means house of God. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I still maintain that they're probably vegans that erected it. Okay. You can't prove me wrong. I mean, I, I can't really. See? Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Those who had rejoiced over its splendor because it is taken down from them into exile. It will be carried to Assyria as a tribute for the great king. Ephraim will be disgraced. Israel will be ashamed of its wooden idols. Samaria and its king will float away like a twig on the surface of the waters. The high places of wickedness will be destroyed. It is the sin of Israel. Thorns and thistles will grow up and cover their altars. Then they will say to the mountains, cover us, and to the hills, fall on us. Since the days of Gibeah, you have sinned, O Israel, and there you have remained. Did not war overtake the evildoers in Gibeah? When I please, I will punish them. Nations will be gathered against them to put them in bonds for their double sin. Double sin. Double sin. It's a lot like double secret. It's double worse. <laughs> 
more bad. It's more bad. Yes. Yes. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. So here's, this is the part where it says that nations will be gathered against them to put them in bonds. So he's Mm -hmm. basically saying that the Israelites will be captive once again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, hold on. I'm still stuck on the double sin thing. What do you guys think would be a double sin? Like that God's like, oh, that's not just one. That's a double sin right there. Like, uh, I wonder, I wonder what those would look like. Like, I don't know. Maybe you're fucking your neighbor's daughter and she's married or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Anyways. Do you know the only unforgivable sin? Oh, being a, being a, a atheist. No. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Well, yeah. That's I mean, the that only would be... unforgivable sin. Well, right. But I mean, that's basically being an atheist. Or no, being... you can be a religious person. Like, so I've actually talked to um, religious people about this who do the speaking of the tongues thing. And even people like within their church, if they if they say that they don't believe that the speaking in tongues thing is real, that's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. So you can, I mean, it's like if you're a Christian and you say that the, that the speaking in tongues stuff is fake or that people are faking doing it or that it doesn't make any like if you talk bad about that kind of shit blaspheming the holy spirit you know what gets me about speaking in tongues what like apparently that's supposed to be god speaking through them or whatnot but like why would god choose incoherent babble to try to communicate with anyways uh, wouldn't wouldn't no, no he wouldn't no no anyways go ahead with the story Ephraim is a trained heifer that loves to thresh. <laughs> so I will put a yoke on her fair neck. I will drive Ephraim. Judah must plow and Jacob must break up the ground. Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap the fruit of unfailing love and break up your unplowed ground. For it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers righteousness on you. No, no. <laughs> Until he comes and showers righteousness? No. Yes. This is, no. (laughs) I'm fighting it so hard right now. (laughs) I can't. I can't. All right. All right. You ready to keep going? Yeah. But you have planted wickedness. You have reaped evil. You have eaten the fruit of deception. Because you have depended on your own strength and on your many warriors, the roar of battle will rise against your people so that all your fortresses will be devastated. As Shalman devastated Beth Arbel on the day of battle, when mothers were dashed to the ground with their children, thus will happen to you, O Bethel, because your wickedness is great. When when that day dawns, the king of Israel will be completely destroyed." Oh, wow. I know. And, and I mean, that includes like all the little kids, all the babies, everything be destroyed. That's what God's telling them. You ready? Mm-hmm. But he loves you. Oh, shit. You do? When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. But the more I called Israel, the further they went from me. They sacrificed to the Baals and they burned incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms. But they did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. I lifted the yoke from their neck and bent down to feed them. You know what's fucked up is this doesn't even describe what we've read so far. No. At all. 
No, because all throughout the Israelite history, you've got God being like, hey, I'll protect you if you suck my dick. And then they suck his dick for a little bit. And then he's like, oh, well, you stop sucking my dick. So I guess you're going to get fucking captured and enslaved in, in Egypt and all these other places. Except for the whole dick sucking part. I mean, come on. Okay. That's what he wants. <laughs> Will they not return to Egypt, and will not Assyria rule over them because they refuse to repent? Swords will flash in their cities, will destroy the bars of their gates and put an end to their plans. My people are determined to turn from me. Even if they call to the Most High, he will by no means exalt them. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I treat you like Adma? How can I make you like Zebo Zeboim? My heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. I will not carry out my fierce anger, nor will I... <laughs> I, just, I just feel GE over here start laughing silently, but shaking because he's laughing. Yes, honey, his compassion was aroused. It was aroused. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I will not carry out my fierce anger, nor will I turn and devastate Ephraim. So now he's saying he's not going to fuck him up. Right? Right. It, what was the reasoning behind him deciding not to fuck him up? Because he loves them so. So, like, is he trying to, like, convince himself not to fuck these people up? And, yes. And he's just going back and forth on it. Like, but yeah. I love them so much. They make me aroused and everything. And I just can't. He says but, his heart is changed. His heart is changed within oh, him. His heart is changed. Oh, even though, I mean, later on they talk about how God is unchanging and doesn't ever change. Yep. But now he's changed his heart into more of a, a fluffy yeah. dog sort of like balloon animal. Yes. Oh. Mm -hmm. All right, okay, are you ready, though? Yeah. So, uh, I will not carry out my fierce anger, nor will I turn and devastate Ephraim, for I am God and not man, the Holy One among you. I will not come in wrath. They will follow the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, his children will come trembling from the west. They will come trembling like birds from Egypt, like doves from Assyria. I will settle them in their homes, declares the Lord. So... He says he won't fuck him up because he oh. loves them. He, his heart's changed. Obviously, he's a good God now. He's yeah. not this whole wrathful, 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 vengeful motherfucker. Uh -huh. he, he now wants to caress them and slowly stroke them. Yeah. So you ready to continue and see what happens next? Uh -huh. See how their happily ever after happens? Yeah. Okay. Ephraim has surrounded me with lies, the house of Israel with deceit, and Judah is unruly against God, even against the faithful Holy One. Ephraim feeds on the wind. He pursues the east wind all day and multiplies lies and violence. He makes a treaty with Syria and sends olive oil to Egypt. God, fuck. fuck. You sent olive oil to Egypt? You bastard i don't know why this is a big deal i can't i cannot figure out why this is a problem can you can you imagine like being in just total awe it, like oh look they sent you a gift sir it's olive oil yeah, I, it's like a big fuck you isn't it there sir it's like i can saute up some vegetables like a motherfucker with this i, I don't know anyway 
We'll continue. The Lord has a change, or sorry, the Lord has a charge to bring against Judah. He will punish Jacob according to his ways and repay him according to his deeds. In the womb, he grasped at his brother's heel as a man he struggled with God. He struggled with the angel and overcame him. He wept and begged for his favor. He found him at Bethel and talked with him there. The Lord God Almighty, the Lord is his name of renown, but you must return to your God, maintain love and justice, and wait for your God always. The merchant uses dishonest scales. He loves to defraud. Ephraim boasts, I am very rich. I have become wealthy. With all my wealth, they will not find me in any iniquity or sin. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. I will make you live in tents again. As in the days of your appointed feasts, I spoke to the prophets, gave them many visions, told parables through them. Is Gilead wicked? Its people are worthless. Do they sacrifice bulls in Gilgal? Their altars will be like piles of stones on a plowed field. Jacob fled to the country of Aram. Israel served to get a wife. And to pay for to pay for her, he tended sheep. The Lord used a prophet to bring Israel up from Egypt. By a prophet, he cared for him, but Ephraim has bitterly provoked him to anger. His Lord will leave upon him the guilt of his bloodshed and will repay him for his contempt. Can can just take a second here? This is God talking, right? Yeah. Well, this is this is Hosea talking for God. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine being in a conversation and somebody actually brings up like, hey, listen, Jesse over there, he worked tending to those sheep day and night to buy his wife. Like, can you imagine like somebody mentioning the buying and selling of women as like a positive thing? Like, it seems like if you're some god who's got objective, not uh, like uh, this objective idea of morality, mm-hmm. you would never sit there and be like, oh, yeah, he worked day and night to buy his wife. He did. Maybe buy his he wife served, a necklace. He, he served, he served this man and it bought his wife, you know, righteously, I guess. Like property. Yeah. I mean, that's how it was. I understand that, but I mean, I I just can't believe that people say that God isn't this some misogynistic like. Well, it's thing. not God that's the misogynistic. It's the people that are writing this in the time. You know what I mean? Like well, they, I, they wrote God as they were. Well, okay, so there's a difference here. There's the people that actually wrote the Bible right. and their misogynistic ideals that they imbi- in, uh, implanted onto God. Right. But then there are people that now claim that this Bible is the true nature of God. Yeah, the inherit inherent word, written word of God. Right. So, I mean, there, there are, there, there is nuance to what I'm, my issue here. Yeah. My issue here is with people now that claim that this is the nature of God and that God is this all good, like God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Yeah. That kind of fucking mantra bullshit. <laughs> and then I hear, oh, he worked day and night to buy his wife. Mm-hmm. Like that should not be a morally good sentence to say. No, it shouldn't. And that's how it's said here. But I think it's interesting because just a few minutes ago, it was like, oh, I love you. And I am, I cannot take out my wrath against you. And now it's like, um, it, it seems like, I mean, he's talking about all the things that the Israel's done wrong right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's keep going. We've got a little bit more of how Israel's fucked up. Fucking Israel. When Ephraim spoke, men trembled. He was exalted in Israel, but, but he became guilty of Baal worship and died. Now they say, 
<laughs> he did. <laughs> He's guilty of bell worship, so he did. <laughs> now they sin more and more. They make idols for themselves from their silver, cleverly fashioned images, all of them the work of craftsmen. It is said of these people, they offer human sacrifice and kiss the calf idols. Therefore, they will be like the morning mist, like the early dew that disappears. God, that's savage. Like the... <laughs> Like the chaff swirling from a threshing floor, like the smoke escaping through a window. But I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt. You shall acknowledge no God but me, no savior except for me. I cared for you in the desert, in the land of burning heat. When I fed them, they were satisfied. When they were satisfied, they became proud. From there, then they forgot me. So I will come upon them like a lion, like a leopard. I will lurk by the path. Like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and rip them open. Like a lion, I will devour them. A wild animal will tear them apart. You are destroyed, O Israel, because you are against me, against your helper. Where is your king that he might save you? Where are your rulers in all of your towns of whom you said, give me a king and princes? So in my anger, I gave you a king and in my wrath, I took him away. The guilt of Ephraim is stored up. His sins are kept on record. Oh, he's got a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a stamp collector. Uh-huh. Pains as of a woman in childbirth come to him, but he is but he is a child without wisdom. When the time arrives, he does not come to the opening of the womb. Okay. <laughs> the the innuendos in this particular section are just too much. <sighs> Yeah. He doesn't come at the opening. No. Just to the left of the opening. (laughs) I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. Where, O death, are your plagues? Where, O grave, is your destruction? I will have no compassion, even though he thrives among his brothers. An east wind from the Lord will come, blowing in from the desert. His spring will fail. His well dry up. His storehouses will be plundered, all of its treasures. The people of Samaria must bear their guilt because they have rebelled against their God. They will fall by the sword. Their little ones will be dashed to the ground. Their pregnant women ripped open. So I'm having a hard time believing when you said before that you loved these people and you were like had a change of heart and you were super compassionate for them because now you are literally talking about tearing them apart like wild animals. Yeah, I mean, this this is definitely mixed signals from the almighty God. This is super, but this is schizophrenia. Well, uh, that or it could be like bipolar. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. This is super fucked up. It is. It doesn't even, it doesn't even like, it's not consistent even from just one chapter to another. I feel like if I was listening to Hosea recite the words of God right now, I would be like, so wait a second, do you love me or are you going to rip me open like a panther? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm very confused right now. Should I run? Should I run? Do I get a running start (laughs) or do I get like a pillow? Like, I don't know. Well, here's what you should do. Are you ready? I'm going to tell you what you should do. Okay. Okay. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all of our sins and receive us graciously that we may offer the fruit of our lips. The fruit of their lips. (laughs) The fruit of their lips. Yeah. So this now is Hosea telling them what they need to do to not be destroyed, right? Assyria cannot save us. We will not mount war horses. We will never again say our gods. 
to what our own hands have made, for in you the fatherless find compassion. I will hear their, heal their waywardness and love them freely, for my anger has turned away from them. I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like a lily. Like a cedar of Lebanon, he will send down his roots. His young shoots will grow. His splendor will be like an olive tree, his fragrance like the cedar of Lebanon." Men will dwell again in his shade. He will flourish like the grain. He will blossom like a vine and his fame will be like the wine from Lebanon. Man, Lebanon sounds like a fucking kick in place, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, Ephraim, what more have I to do with idols? I will answer him and care for him. I am like a green pine tree. Your fruitfulness comes from me. Who is wise? He will realize these things. Who is discerning? He will understand them. The ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. Obviously they do. Yeah. This was a weird chapter. Yeah. Or a weird book. I Listen, guys, I'm going to have to fuck you up, but I love you. But I will tear your insides out like a fucking panther. I'll stop when you you say you're sorry, though, (laughs) and mean it. You got to say it with your lips, the fruit of your lips. Okay. However, despite all of these warnings in Hosea, uh, the Israeli people, they remain entrenched in idolatry. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to actually, that's, that's the end of Hosea. So we're going to move back into Judah. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. So... Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, lived for 15 years after the death of Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. Right. This is um, American Hosea. Amaziah. Whatever. Okay. As for the other events of Amaziah's reign from the beginning to end, are they not written in the books of the kings of Judah and Israel? No. <laughs> From the time that Amaziah turned away from following the Lord, they conspired against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to uh, Lachish, but they sent men after him to Lachish and killed him there. He was brought back by horse and was buried with his fathers in the city of Judah. He did. He did. So, people who were upset with Amaziah for not following God assassinated him. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, or also known in some text as uh, Azariah, okay, but for for this text, we're going to use Uzziah. Uh, They took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in place of his father Amaziah. Okay. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king. He reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother's name was Jecoliah. She was from, let's see, she was from Jerusalem in the 27th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel. Uh, Azariah, which is Uzziah, they switched back and forth, which is a little confusing. Son of Amaziah, king of Judah, began to reign. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Amaziah had done. He sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. The high places, however, were not removed, and the people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. He, now he in this case is Isaiah, was the one who rebuilt 
uh, Elath and restored it to Judah after Amaziah rested with his fathers. He went to war against the Philistines and broke down the walls of Gath, Jabna, and Ashdod. He then rebuilt towns near Ashdod and elsewhere among the Philistines. God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabs who lived in Ger. Ger, Baal, and against the Munites. The Ammonites brought tribute to Isaiah, and his fame spread as far as the border of Egypt because he had become very powerful. Isaiah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate and at the angle of the wall, and he fortified them. He also built towers in the desert and dug many cisterns because he had much livestock in the foothills and in the plain. He had people working his fields and vineyards in the hills and in the fertile lands, for he loved the soil. In Jerusalem, he made machines designed by skillful men for use on the towers and on the corner defenses to shoot arrows and hurl large stones. His fame spread far and wide, for he was greatly helped until he became powerful. Isaiah had a well-trained army, ready to go out by divisions according to their numbers and mustered by um, JL, the security and, or sorry, the secretary and Masia. Messiah, M-A-A-S-E-I-A-H. Way too many vowels for this word. (laughs) Um, The officer under the direction of Hananiah, one of the royal officials. The total number of family leaders over the fighting men was 2,600. Under their command was an army of 307,500 men trained for war a powerful force to support the king against his enemies. Isaiah provided shields, spears, helmets, coats of armor, bows, and sling stones for the entire army. And that's actually where we're ending today. Um, next week, we're going to go into Amos. Amos! Yes. And we're going to do the prophecies of Amos. So we have more prophecies next week against a lot of different groups of people. And God's plans are going to be revealed. Uh-huh. More punishment, threats, and warnings. And we're going to start off with, well, we're going to finish off next week with how they need to prepare for okay. the shitstorm that's coming their way. Like pack a sandwich lunch? Um, Probably more than that. I don't know. Let's see. What do we have to do? <laughs> Prepare to meet your God. There oh, you go. shit. Make sure you plug up your ass because when you die, <laughs> you shit yourself. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to be it for us today, heathens. I really appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy morning to listen to the Bible. Yes. And as always, don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.